You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. C-L. And with that, welcome into the ACL pod featuring Captain Wags. I'm ACL. He is Wags. We've wrapped up the AFC East today, guys. We start with the AFC, excuse me, with the AFC South and the Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah, Wags, a lot, a lot of change for the Titans team, especially defensively. We will jump into them. Guys, again, the website, therealmisteracl.com. Twitter, Instagram, hit us up on either of them, and we will be doing college pods as well. We're going to be doing uh, breakdowns of the Power Five, and we're going to be doing some of the top teams as well as we head into the college football season, so be on the lookout for those. Uh, Yeah, we are doing, again, NFL, all 32 teams, about 10 or 15-minute pods on each, just getting you guys ready for the upcoming season here. Uh, You know, high-level additions, Losses, coaching changes, win totals, odds, all that for the teams as you get into the season going on here. Wags, here is here are the numbers for the Tennessee Titans. Eleven and five last year. They tied for first in the AFC South with the Colts, but they wind up winning via the tiebreaker. Season win total this year. Nine wins, minus one forty if you want to go over, plus one twenty if you want to go under. There is there are some books out there at nine and a half now. Uh, there has been some sharp action on over nine minus one forty. So some books have had to move that number. Odds to win the AFC South. They are the favorites, small favorites, minus one twenty. Odds to win the AFC thirteen to one. Odds to win the Super Bowl twenty eight to one. Odds to make the playoffs. The Titans are minus one fifty favorites there. Um, Wags for me, it's all about the defense. We'll talk about the offense. Tannehill was great. They do lose a few guys there. They also bring in a big name. But uh, for me, it's going to be be about the defensive side of the ball with Tennessee. Where are you on the Titans going into the year here? Look, I, I don't disagree with you, and, it will, and you can talk a little bit more about the defense later. Um, but in my opinion, it's it's now Tennessee's division to lose, and the reason being are the injuries in Indianapolis. Uh, Quentin Nelson, all-world offensive lineman, Carson Wentz out. Um, you know, it's pretty much 50-50. Uh, maybe even the Colts slightly favored to win the division um, before all of this happened. So um, can the defense play decent enough to not lose games? I mean, that's going to be the biggest question. Um, And again, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, But the the key addition here is um, Julio Jones on offense, right? Uh, Not only does he make your defense, you know, bring one of their stud or even two uh, stud defensive backs over to him. But it's going to open up the field for A.J. Brown a little bit, right? So you got two really, really good, probably top five receivers, at least in their prime. I mean, Julio's getting a little bit older. um, But A.J. Brown um, apparently is just dogging everybody in practice. Now, we talked a little bit about their defense already. Wasn't so good last year, so maybe that's why, and anybody can really do that. But um, A.J. Brown impressing people in practice, they have a really solid offensive line. We've, we've seen that over the last couple of years. Um, Derrick Henry, I mean, maybe the best running back in the league. Uh, back there, how can he continue to take a, you know, to, I say take a beating. Can he continue to beat teams up? <laughs> uh, 
378 carries last year. Away. I mean, it's, he rushed for 200, 2,000 yards, but I mean, yeah, those now, numbers are unsustainable. All of this said about their great offense, key additions. I'll let you talk about the defense, but I think the biggest loss is Arthur Smith. Yep. Offensive Agreed. coordinator left to take on the head coaching job in Atlanta. Um, I think good-ish news comes. Uh, the fact is that Todd Downing was part of the staff, tight ends coach, is going to step up into this position. I think he's going to want to continue to pound the ball. So, again, can Derrick Henry continue to take on this many carries? I think he's a safe bet, this guy, Todd Downing. We'll see what he can do. They'll stick, again, to the running game. Uh, they add the receiver. We'll see some play action. Um, Tannehill has been really good, if not great, the last couple of years. Probably primed for a little bit of a regression. I don't know if he can keep it up, or maybe he is this good. So he's going to be a key piece on the offense. And um, ACL, I'll let you kind of talk a little bit about the defense. I know maybe they had a, a couple of additions, but um, you know they, they weren't very good that last year. I will say this. I was all set to, to bet under on the Titans' win total when these numbers came out months ago. Uh, based upon losing the OC, based upon um, – what I think will probably be regression for Derrick Henry after almost 400 carries based on the defense last year, based on this number wags, do you know which team had the best turnover differential in the league last year? The I, Tennessee Titans. I can't imagine that they were Plus, so bad on defense. It's, it's amazing. Plus 11 turnover differential last year. Well, for the you Tennessee know what? Titans, which is just so lucky based upon the other metrics here. Yeah. Well, here's the fact they went in 11 and five. That's yeah. why. That's why the plus eleven, right? They they were they were giving up big plays. They were basically a sieve on defense. They were giving up everything. But you start to make key plays in in big situations, you know, overcoming adversity. That's what happens. You you make eleven. You're plus eleven on the turnover differential. You you tie for first in the AFC South and and you win eleven games. So absolutely correct, guys. Defense last year, total defense they were twenty eighth. Passing defense twenty ninth. Rushing defense nineteenth. Points allowed twenty fourth. Sacks thirtieth. Turnover differential first. So all those balls that were fumbled uh, bounce basically into Titans defenders' arms, right? So they, that's how that that works out. That number I can guarantee will not be that as good this year. Plus eleven. So as I was saying, I mean I was all set to bet under on the Titans, and then the books come out with a nine, and that includes the extra game. Yep. Um, and then you have the so whole situation So let me ask you, are you, are you betting? So this division, in my opinion, and, yep. and looking at the schedules, and we'll talk about the other teams later on, but they get a very tough draw to the NFC in the NFC West. They have the Cardinals. They mm -hmm. have um, the Rams. They have the Niners. Um, you know, uh, why am I blanking on And Seattle, right? So – they have four very difficult games um, out of division, out of the AFC, um, so, and all of them are losable, right? They're they're all, like all four of those teams could beat anybody, in my opinion. I'm not saying they're all great, but they they have the capability of beating anybody on any given Sunday. And the fact is, I might lean towards you know if I'm thinking they're going to win ten games. Why not? I might just take them to win the AFC South at minus 120 instead of laying the juice at minus 140. Right, right. So a lot of that is dependent upon, let's put the Texans aside, how you feel about the Colts and how you feel about the Jags, which we'll get to in the coming days. So I, I, I agree with that. That's a very sound way to approach that, depending on how you think about those other teams. Um, 
I mean, you, you mentioned the schedule. They're 13th in terms of strength of schedule. Week one, they're home against Arizona, and they're not even favored by a field goal. They're minus two and a half. Right. So that should tell you something right there. Um, I agree with you about Arthur Smith. We'll see if it was Tannehill coming over and, and playing great or if it was Arthur Smith mostly or if it was a combination of the two. Whenever a team loses their OC and it's a quarterback who was playing great but wasn't necessarily playing you know, great before that, you always want to look at that, right? Tannehill came over from Miami. He was the backup. He couldn't even beat out Marcus Mariota. Right. And now he loses Smith. So, Also, just something to note that caught my eye. Even though they both of these games are at home, back-to-back, back-to-back, and in under a week, you have Bills at Titans on mm-hmm. Monday night. Six, and then game, have, six days. Yep. And then six days later, they got, a, they got the Chiefs coming to, to Tennessee. So – very difficult. I mean, before that, they get the Jets and the Jags, so you know maybe they're feeling good and, and they should win both of those. Should win both of those games. I mean, Jaguars will be five, six games into the season at that point, and they get them at home in Jacksonville. But um, you know, assuming they win those two games, they they might feel a little bit good playing Buffalo at home on Monday night. Yeah, as far as losses, they do lose Corey Davis. They lose tackle Dennis Kelly, who started all sixteen games. They lose. Uh, uh, tight end Jonas Smith to the Patriots. Defensively, they lose Kenny Vaccaro, uh, Clowney, Malcolm Butler, Ken, and I, I mentioned Kenny Vaccaro as well. He started 13 games for them. They bring back just six starters on defense. Now, normally that's a bad thing, but when you're as bad as they were last year, the Maddox would be a good thing. Right. Uh, the only thing is some of, those, some, some of those names you said could have been their best guys. You know, They were. So, uh... <laughs> they were. They were. They were. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I again, I had hoped this number would come out 10.5, something like that. At 9, it's a whole different handicap. I mean, I really got to dig in. And now, you know, when you're factoring in the Colts and how that whole situation might play out, the Texans have certainly decreased. And then we'll see how the Jags do in preseason and, and where that is. I mean, there may even be some value on the over here. Now, I really wanted to dig in and see how Tannehill um, is performing without Arthur Smith there. But... Man, this is a really interesting handicap, a really interesting team now for me. They're, you know, around minus 120, right around to pick them uh, to win the division. So if you, if, if, you know, if you're assuming it's not going to be the Texans, I know there has been some some sharp money, just people taking a number on the Jags there to, to win the division. When will Wentz, when will Nelson be back for the Colts, I think is the big thing. If, if it's 12 games with the whole season, you certainly – could make the argument that that minus 120 should be much higher. If Winston and Nelson are back sooner, it is probably closer to this minus 120 number. So just a lot of, of different moving parts. You'll probably make a decision on this number, on this division, play closer to like mid-August. So that's where we are on the Titans, guys. Uh, we were going to be back tomorrow with the Colts, and we talked about moving parts, uh, especially on our quarterback side of things. So we'll be back tomorrow with the Colts. The Real Mr. ACL is the website. We'll be doing all the college preview pods as well, as I mentioned on the top there. So be on the lookout for those. Twitter, Instagram, follow us both on those platforms. Any questions, let us know as well. For Mr. Wags, I'm Mr. ACL. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow with the Colts, and we will talk to you then. This is our town.